0: I don't know. I might just overheat. I get super red. It's mm. like I can't sweat enough to cool my body off.
1: Right, you're you're like a maybe you should maybe you should try panting because dogs can't sweat, so that's <laughs> what they do.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. But
1: that would be creepy, for sure. <coughs>
0: yeah, seriously. I mean, I would feel like, uh, like walking down the street, the the women coming the other direction would get the wrong impression of me.
1: Oh, yeah. It would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just can't sweat very well. I'm just panting. <laughs> That's the aspect of the dog that I'm replicating right now, not, not the humping part of the dog.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Believe me, I'm way too hot for that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I may sniff your asshole, but we're not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week, Jeremy Cohn and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, we return to the gridiron of the late 90s emo with American football's latest LP. Like the NFL, it's long and drawn out, but no one can get enough of it. It's the coolest thing to happen to American football since kneeling for the national anthem. LP3 next on The Radio Cure. Hey, Jerry. What's up, buddy?
1: For some reason, when I, um, when you read the part where, where you said the coolest thing to happen to American football since, what, you know what popped into my head? Tim Tebow.
0: <laughs> that would have been a better reference. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> I went political. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Also, LP three sounds like a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, like CP three, Chris Paul. Yeah, basketball. Yeah,
0: it would be a it would be a wide receiver. They're the flashiest.
1: Is the LP three really necessary? The parentheses.
0: The parentheses that oh, do they have para, they have parentheses yeah, around? Yeah, there's a parenthetical
1: LP three on there when you look at it on Spotify.
0: Ah, uh, is that just because they? Just name each one of their albums American Football. All of their albums are self titled so it's parenthetical, LP1, LP2, LP3.
1: That's my assumption, but I think this is the first time the parentheticals have been there.
0: I kind of like it. It's so pretentious for an emo band. It
1: is very pretentious. Kind of a pretentious (laughs) album cover, too. That straight up looks like a copy-paste mistake, the font on there.
0: I'm looking at it now. I can't remember. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like American. Way
0: too stoned before this. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's kerned improperly. It's off.
1: Well, that, that looks like a straight up mistake.
0: Americ. Oh, there's the Anne. Yeah, it's Downed in by there. Football. It's all in there. I see. It's a pretty picture. It's a nice picture. Yeah, that is super pretentious. Americ <laughs> and football. It's like those uh, in rainbows T-shirts.
1: Yeah, which were cool though. That looked like intentionally like broken up. You used to be all right. What happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Museum of Love shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're partial yeah. to those. But that looks like a straight up mistake that like an intern made. And they're like, well, that's cool.
0: It's not radical enough to be a an intentional move. It feels like a mistake. Yeah. When you do mistakes like that, you have to make them so intentional that yes. people wouldn't mistake it for a mistake.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is definitely a stoner con- conversation. I got I got way too stoned before this. It's okay though. I, I, it's going to wear off, and the the monster is going to kick in. So we're going to flip the switch about halfway through this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic. We'll put a timestamp in there for anyone who's already sick of this. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Go to the manic section uh, straight away. <laughs> Uh but what did you think of this album? I was very um very curious about it. I was back and forth on your re- reception in my mind.
1: Um I honestly I like it quite a bit.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. I was I was back and forth because it's not like it's definitely like long and drawn out. I was like there's definitely some mm-hmm. jare bullshit on it, but it's it's there definitely is. it's way more like pretty and yeah. and uh, soft. It's not like that clangy, like real grating jar shit. Yeah. you normally like.
1: Yeah. More like Logs Strung Out, like very pretty for most of it. An issue I had, which is not at all a criticism of the music itself, but I was like very sick for the last couple days, which I still am a little <laughs> bit. Um, and it was like, So like atmospheric and kind of dreamy and nice sounding that it was like really hard for me to pay pay attention to because like listening to this these last couple of days, I just wanted to go to sleep so badly. (laughs)
0: It's really nice. I I put soundscapes on there, and -hmm. and I think I've used this analogy before, but there could just be like an American football uh, spot on the knob for like a baby soundscape, you know, right in between like rainforest and and (laughs) beach sounds. Just American football, LP3.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it worked for me in my own like infantile state the last couple days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the, the front half definitely has more memorable stuff on it. And the two mm-hmm. songs that I wanted to talk about come from the front half, um, including the single uh, Silhouettes that they released and we talked about yeah. in our uh, anticipated releases. But the second half really does kind of just like fade off and put you to sleep mm-hmm. and is really, really a lot more ambient, a lot more instrumental. Um, I mean, you know, people still sing on it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, including the slow dive uh Woman is is on that back half. I can't remember which song it is. I can't get enough.
1: Oh yeah, I had that noted somewhere here, but in
2: where is it?
0: Oh, natural gear yeah, fashion. I don't
1: have it open here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Rachel Goswell here. I'll uh, I'll read yeah. this and then we'll we'll start talking about the songs here. Uh, this is from Consequence of Sound. Um, and man, everyone had a lot to say about it. Everyone put mm-hmm. it around like B area, but um, even Consequence of Sound, which is usually pretty uh abbreviated uh, what went, went on quite a bit for it. yeah i think everyone's kind of taken by it i guess that that was my point there well that.
1: i mean it was like i mean not just on our list on whatever episode that was we did i think feel like this was yeah. a pretty anticipated release cuz these guys have been around like forever but haven't released that mm-hmm. many albums i mean this is lp3 obviously as has been discussed yeah, but they've been yeah. around I for think a that's long the fine time thing right? about
0: it. yeah they have they have and they they it was one of those bands <coughs> that you um, kind of gauged somebody's commitmentness to the emo project. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind because they only had one album. It came out in like '99 or whatever. But if somebody like knew that, it was like, okay. It was first like, oh, okay. Do you know Clarity? Is Clarity better than uh, Bleed American? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second answer is. Have you heard of American football? Because it was just this one, one and done kind of situation. And even the old stuff wasn't like what you would kind of think to be emo. Yeah. Um, It was still a lot slower and a lot more kind of prodding.
1: Yeah. A little bit more in that, like slower Jimmy world type of space, I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely. It has those Jimmy Eat World feels. It's like the hipster Jimmy Eat World.
1: I feel like that it's almost like you've been around for 1999, uh, twenty years, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you only have three albums out. That's like kind of like, and those albums do have a following. You that you're almost like folk heroes, almost, right? <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that's the first line of the consequence of sound. American football are no longer a folk tale. It's kind of like they lived in, (laughs) they lived in like this infamy uh, for so many years because they just had the one album. It'd be like if Weezer just put out the blue album right? or just blue album and Pinkerton went away. And then, (laughs) and then their third, the LP three was the black album. You know, that's how it kind of feels. Uh, The band no longer exists as a time capsule of black and white photos and a few grainy YouTube videos and their genre-defining LP and EP, which were released in the late 90s. After reuniting in 2014 and getting a second record under their belt, American football have had plenty of time to shake off the rust and expand on their sound, which has turned dramatically more mature and foreboding since getting back together. On LP3... The band recruited the vocal talents of Haley Williams from Paramore, Elizabeth Powell from Land of Talk, and Rachel Goswell of Slow Dive to inject new colors into their cozy emo and post-rock fabric. LP3 still sounds like an American football record, but the band have undoubtedly charted new sonic territory. Their mathy guitar riffs and lone trumpet have never been surrounded by more lushness and slowcore bliss before. On LP3, American football have achieved something they've never done before. The band have created spacious, cohesive atmosphere that all the tracks fit within, resulting in a warm, drifting feeling similar to a great shoegaze or dream pop record. This isn't a full departure from the American football sound, but the band successfully traverses new territory. The fans of 90s slowcore shoegaze and post-rock will immediately be drawn to this record's space and dynamics much more than the diehard 90s emo crowd. Mike Kinsella gets a fully warranted reputation as a complete... Dad, But it's obvious he still finds some time away from his religious following of Tony Kornheiser to write despondent, introspective songs that evoke the loneliness and anxieties that seem to linger around no matter how old we get.
1: I'm distracted by the Tony, Tony Kornheiser.
0: <laughs> so I took that to mean he was like full on dad and just like in dad mode. Yeah. <laughs> But he's still got that despondent, introspective uh, emo thing still lingering somewhere in his soul. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, (laughs) I,
1: you know, I I think that my three favorite tracks on here are all the ones with guest vocals, Mm. which is not to say I don't like his voice. I do like his voice. Um, But... I don't know. I, I, I like how with the music, it like plays off the, the female vocals on this album. And I kind of wish there was more of it, even though I do like the rest of the songs for the most part.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, that how sweet and soft it is. It really sounds uh, good as a duet. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 most like lullabyish song or the the kind of the the pinnacle of the record for me in terms of like everything comes together is definitely uncomfortably numb. Yeah. I think yeah. uh silhouettes has has a little bit more of a like a serious sense to it but mm-hmm. uncomfortably numb is just such a sweet sweet lullaby.
1: It is. I I I feel like there's a lot of like clarity vibes in this one. Mm. Uh, More lush though It's more lush
0: Yeah definitely And I mean it just It has great references To growing old And uh, you know Maybe like getting too old For all of the kind of Numbing agents That you've used In your life It has one of the best lines uh, I've, (laughs) I've ever heard I
2: blinked my father
0: I blame my father in my youth. Now as a father, I blame the booze. It's oh, fantastic. Good. I like that. Yeah. It's so pretty as a, as a duet. And I mean, I feel like the, the, the lyrics are where it's most emo. It's mm-hmm. still kind of that desperate trying to figure out who you are and, and what life is all about. And I, I think the cool thing about this record for me is that I feel like it was made for how old the old fans would be at this point, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely that's made for after you've had a kid and you've mm-hmm. settled down and like, it, it, it's, it's like you think when you're young, you don't have it figured out, but you will. And then you get older and you do realize that you're never getting it figured out. There's right. nothing to figure out. Yeah. And that's the thing <laughs> you have to figure out. And that's yeah. the fucking depressing thing. And so... And so it's like he's he's kind of taken all of that those emo kind of uh, w- words of wisdom and and, and, mm-hmm. put, and repackaged them into this kind of uh, shoegazy lullaby.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like the like interplay between their uh, vocals in this, him and Haley Williams, uh, mm-hmm. like I feel like handled poorly, this song would have been like almost unimaginably cheesy. Yeah. But man, they pull it off, right? Like, like yeah, like in that call and, and response. Yeah, yeah, like, like in the wrong hands, the song would be so fucking cheesy, but it's not. Yeah, it's not.
0: Yeah, I mean, it verges on like a, a kid's song, especially in that mm-hmm. that um, that call and response part of like mm-hmm. it's either the chorus or the pre-chorus, where yeah, um, it, that's a great line too. I, I wrote it down. The lesson. The lessons are so much less obvious the further you get from home. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's kind of the, the punchline of the chorus, I think. Uh but yeah, they go, The lessons, the lessons mm-hmm. are obvious. And yeah, and that's such a like a cheesy little trope, but it just it, it rains out perfect here. And I love it. It's so sweet. It's like they're they're singing it to each other. It's very intimate. Yeah. Intimate.
1: Int <laughs> intimate.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, and I, I, the part where they say "uncomfortably numb" is very reminiscent to like the cadence in which yeah. "comfortably numb" yeah. is 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 sung there.
1: Yeah, you, even like leading up to it, it says, "I have become uncomfortably numb." Right? Like, That's least, what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. and he ha- holds it there. I have become uncomfortably numb yeah and it's the same kind of way where they 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 pause there after i have become yeah like comfortably numb
1: i feel i feel like that and and what we just talked about like on paper that doesn't sound like it should work yeah but it totally does which is really something i think
0: (laughs) yeah it's amazing I, i i feel like the The emo lyrics are so accessible, they verge on cheesy, but done well, Mm -hmm. they're like kind of getting at like that fundamental thing about that we all connect with that, that it simplicity is, is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Cheesy is, is like simplicity done bad. Yeah. And then I just, I mean, I kept the hits rolling because I thought Air Apparent was, um, the other great song. Uh, the third great song on, on this record. I mean, uh, I'm a sucker for a slow builder and a children's chorus. Uh, I know, love a children's at chorus.
1: Um, <laughs> you know what the Fantastic. intro <laughs> invited me of? It sounded like, I do not mean this in a bad way, but it is funny. <laughs> is like music from the score of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> right? <laughs> Could you yeah. just see that? In like, uh, in like the the even like the opening credits of Friday Night Lights.
0: <laughs> oh, dude! If this has been around during Friday Night Lights, it would have been on there.
1: Yeah, they're in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: like, I, the. Is that a goddamn flute in there too? A little later after the intro, I like that flute.
0: Well, I was, I was, uh, I wrote uh, a woodwind mm. uh, replaces the usual trumpet that they have, and I it sounded like it sounded a little woodier to me. <laughs>
1: Right, like a wooden than a flute.
0: flute. Yeah, which is, I think, uh, like an oboe or a clarinet or something like that would be a wooden flute, right? <laughs>
1: Are you saying that there's no such thing as a wooden flute? Like
0: skinny lips t- no, no, I'm saying there is a wooden flute. It's just called something different. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry. Be an
0: Essentially it's a it's a it might be an e Could mm. be. Could be oboe. Uh, selfishness is inherited, like skinny lips and tattoos. That's so emo. I love that.
1: So emo. We can be each other's <laughs> burden. Mm. Like
0: it. Uh oh, and the in the what the children sing is great too. Uh, heir apparent to the throne, the king of all alone.
1: Oof. That is emo as fuck. Emo A F. It, though, it and, sounds so
0: great from the kids though.
1: And and like again, like going like if that were delivered in a different way, like in ninety nine different ways, I would be so annoyed. <laughs> or ninety eight of them.
0: <laughs> well maybe it was like his voice, uh, for at the end he's like, Oh my god, this is so douchey. Bring in the children. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> Nobody can make fun of children. I want to use the line. <laughs> Let's bring in the kids.
1: Let <laughs> them kids in here. <laughs>
0: like, we'll oh, children.
1: This. I do like the little like breakdowns in here, like the little build ups that happen throughout. It's a nice little break from the like kinda mopiness of honestly the whole record. But as these like little flourishes, as does the rest of mm-hmm. the album. Where it's like a little bit more bright and happy it's a nice little break
0: it is it is it's the sun through the clouds it, this is this is kind of a, a rainy day record feeling sad for yourself mm-hmm. uh in your 30s kind of situation so yeah. right up my alley one of my, <laughs> one of my, one of my <laughs> go-to records probably for the next uh couple of years at least while i still in, in my 30s but yeah good i'm glad you like it I'm i do like it. like it
1: yeah i was pleasantly surprised
0: me too. Me too. I didn't I, I. I didn't know what to expect. I really liked Silhouettes, and yeah. I think you even said, if there was more of this, yes. then this is going to be a great And There record. was a and
1: lot more of that. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I will say it, it was a little bit hard to listen to. being Because like, the like last couple of days, I think I've consumed more NyQuil than water, <laughs> which is not ever a good idea under any circumstances. But like, listen to this, and I'd be like, oh. I was like, really drifted off.
0: <laughs> Were you just doing like lunch boxes with uh, NyQuil and mm-hmm. a, a Coors banquet?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like a, It's like a, a beer and a shot type of regimen. <laughs> except that the shot was NyQuil. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's a, that's how winners are sick.
1: Yeah. Have a few dozen of those in a day. You'll be all right.
0: Yeah, because you're still getting the alcohol in the NyQuil.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll you'll beat that cold real quick.
0: So Tame and Paula comes out with uh, their first song off the new record. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about that. Now the song is patience. Mm -hmm. But did you want to talk a little bit about like do like a a mini retrospective on these guys? I I don't know if it's
1: yeah. I mean, like very very mini a micro a micro penis of segments, if you will.
0: Yeah, of retrospectives. You call that a retrospective?
1: <laughs> <laughs> a retrospective of a micropene.
0: Yeah, who are you going to fuck with that retrospective? <laughs> not me. We're not looking to fuck anyone. Um, <laughs> so you picked out a couple of, here, of ones here. I, the only ones that I added was, uh, I feel like, like yeah, it feels like I'm going backwards, and yes. uh, the less I know, the better. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: uh, but off
0: of Inner Speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh is that that's their first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have three. Uh, this will be their fourth?
1: I think there's technically one before that, but it was never I don't think it was ever released in any sort of major way. I think you can probably find it uh on I don't know, probably like sure. vinyl or something, but
0: But <laughs> Inner Speaker was probably like the first one after y- they he signed.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah uh, um, Kevin Parker.
1: Yeah. Um I so I came in on Tame and Paula on uh, lonerism. Uh, yes. I believe that is when you did as well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as high on it as uh, my trusted music friends were. Um, Currents is what really got me. Um, and I kind of went back. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm interested, kind of, in his like evolution. As an artist, cause he's like one of those LCD sound system situations where like every recorded thing you've heard from them is like just him. Yeah. Um, even maybe to a slightly more extent than James Murphy is solely responsible for LCD sound system. Oh wow. That's
0: saying something.
1: I feel like, like going, I like backtracked after I got really into currents and, um, Speaker is like pure drug music. Have you listened to that whole album?
0: Yes, I have. And I love the one you picked, the, yeah. the bold arrow of time. I called it, uh, it's like his ball in a biscuit. Yes. Uh, but instead of blues, it's Black Sabbath. Like yeah. He is going back and like showing. It, it, I, I feel like this record is for when he does Currents, and, and I'm anticipating this new one. He can go back and be like, well, but look at this, I can yeah. still fucking rock it out. Like yeah. don't worry about that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and like and isn't interspeaker like such a drug record? Like that's something you yeah. put on when you and your friends are like tripping
2: balls on mushrooms or acid or what have you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's it's fantastically psychedelic. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like uh, hardcore psychedelic rock mm-hmm. so that when he kind of uh, merges into not just like that vintage sound, but he mm-hmm. merges into his own sound, like he can go back and be like, I, you know, just like, that's how I, how I see uh, Jack White too. It's like, well, I'm a blues guy. Here's, yeah. here's proof. Yeah. I'm going to move away from this mm-hmm. at some point in time, but I'll always have this as a record when totally. I knew my shit, you
1: Yeah. Know? And I feel like Lunarism, also a very druggy record, um, but there is like a little bit of a transition there. Um, so, like, this very is pop. S-
0: this is where the psych pop comes in for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. There's more like, maybe more like uh, Beatles elements to it than like Black Sabbath from Inner Speaker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I would on uh, "Elephant" was the one you picked off of this one. It's 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 the song. It's the, yeah. I think it's the Tame Impala song. Yeah, it, I think you, it still is to this day. Yeah. This is this is the song that everyone, and it's it's in like car commercials and shit like that. I can just hear somebody being like, "Get, get me that one that sounds like the uh, Led Zeppelin with yeah. John Lennon uh, singing." Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly what it sounds like.
0: Very heavy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it was, it's got that whole like psychedelic organ that you know that uh, Dorsey kind of organ mm-hmm. uh, in there that is just so classic like '70s psych. Like, yeah, adelic.
1: it still goes like real hard, real heavy. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But then Currents, I feel like, was a much bigger shift than uh, Inner Speaker to Lonerism was. The jump from Lonerism mm-hmm. to Currents.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I said that it's less vintage and it's more of their unique proprietary blend mm-hmm. of all of their influence. This is what I would say is going to be the Tame Impala sound. And I anticipated yeah. on the next record to sound something like Currents.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Even though it was like a larger jump in sounds, I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I, I feel like this is actually what he finally landed on is the actual tame Impala sound. For sure. Because there's still yeah. elements of the older, druggier stuff. Like a lot of Currents is pretty druggy, but in a, mm-hmm. in a less like vintage sort of way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think he is doing a more of an LCD thing where he's... Mm-hmm. Got club elements, yeah. dance, disco, uh, especially with uh, Let It Happen, yeah. where it just has that breakdown where you hear the same thing for like a minute it's, long. It's so
1: repetitive, like some of yeah. the breakdowns. It sounds
0: like just like a club situation <laughs> where they just like hold like a loop way too long. And if you're not just absolutely just strung out on something, you're yeah. going to be like, all right, dude, come on. Let's... Right? (laughs) Let's get get it going here.
2: (laughs) Like
1: some serious J.R.S. bullshit. Like when I first (laughs) listened to Currents, like When It Happens, the first song on there, I was so Mm. in on that after like seven and a half minutes. Oh my God. It really lets you know what you're getting into. (laughs)
0: But I have, a hot, I have a hot take on, before we go to the new one, I have mm-hmm. a hot take on The Less I Know, The Better. Okay. I think that that is maybe the be- best guitar hook of the century.
1: All right. I, you, I, you
0: wanna, I've got three others. That okay, yeah, up. yeah. Would yeah. Like I, I would those?
1: like to hear what you're comparing this to.
0: Um, number two I have, I Might Be Wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2001 Amnesiac. Uh, number three, I have the national anthem from Kid A. Yeah, I mean that's
1: ooh, yeah. that's, that's a rough one to argue against. Yeah,
0: and then number four, uh, Seven Nation Army.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Bah, 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 bah. That's probably the most iconic one. You that's hear the most iconic
1: one. I.
0: Uh, but. I would. I. Feel,
1: love it. I I mean, it is a hot take. I feel like a lot of people get mad at you. I I feel comfortable, though. I feel comfortable including that with those other ones. It's
0: fucking amazing. And it just is. like right off the bat, you're just like, oh, yes. Yeah. I already <laughs> love this song.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole album to me is like pretty much perfect. Uh, if, God forbid, we're still doing this podcast at the end of the year and we do our uh, best <laughs> albums of the decade, I genuinely believe... Like, take it for this for what it's worth, because I am very prone to hyperbole. But I really think this is in my top five albums of the decade.
0: And we, ha- you're talking about this new album or Currents? Currents. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that that's not being hyperbolic. That's that's yeah. a that's a solid bet that this will still be in the top ten. You say top ten, or top five?
1: I, sa- I said five because we're on bra- that's that's like our brand. I am extremely yeah. comfortable saying it's in the top ten.
0: Sure. Sure. Just. Right below Sleep Well Beast, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Cut <you>. that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the new one, uh, Patience. I'll, I'll read this from, Ooh, I don't know. Oh, oh. I got this. Oh, no. Pitchfork, maybe? Um, the pianos and strains that open Tame Impala's wonderful new song evoke classic house music at its most radiant and redemptive. But as is almost always the case with Australian psych pop song sculptor Kevin Parker, patience is immediately revealed to be more complicated than that first heraldic rush of music might imply. Parker sounds like he's beaming his vocals back to Earth from a spaceship. Mm out, right? What do you, (laughs) what you doing with your luck? He asks, and then answers his own question. I'm just growing up in stages, uh, heightening the mood of sweetly self-assured ambiguity. This is a mood that Parker does better than anyone else. It's made him an avatar of the kind of happily ironic psychedelia. That's become a hallmark of forward leaning pop in the last few years. And A reason he's been tapped to work with artists as diverse as Lady Gaga and (laughs) Travis Scott. (laughs) Brother of Michael Scott, probably. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I agreed with him on the house music thing. It doesn't have any kind of like weird, trippy break or like huge guitar solo or like kind of like height that it goes to kind of stays in the same place, but it's nice groove. And uh, my prediction on this one is that in like five years or so, you'll hear this song and wonder if it was on Currents or on the new one. Not yes. now, since I brought this up, but I, yeah, I yeah. just feel like there's going to be like this, almost like Kid A and Amnesiac, where sometimes I forget which songs are on which album.
1: Yes, but, uh, that yeah. Like hearing this song, my expectation for the new album is is going to be closer to Currents. It's like. Yeah. Maybe we have sure. like a, a, a the your theory of the trimesters or what have you. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Like this one and currents will go together, uh Lonerism and Inner Speaker will go together. That certainly is what it sounds like on this one, although it is still is like a little bit different. I think it's I think the biggest difference is that like almost more like raw, lo fi sounding piano that's in there, like mm-hmm. with the heavy production all around it.
0: Yeah. No, that was, that was the, the most obvious instrument. And usually over like this kind of dance house music, he's got some sort of plucky guitar, some sort of great riff or something like that. And the riff was kind of coming from the piano on this one. Yeah. And like as, sound.
1: as like dancey as like current Scott, this, I feel like this is a little more dancey than pretty much anything on there in almost a more mm-hmm. like disco-y, shimmery type of way.
0: Did you did you hear that little transition right at the end? I feel like that is um, forecasting like the next song.
1: Yes, I I I, I was interested. Interest backtrack here a second, (laughs) only like two seconds. (laughs) Beep beep. (laughs) There we are. (laughs) I was instantly. Like, oh, I'm very excited to hear what the next song on it is, because I feel like it's going to go into it very nicely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought maybe uh, it sounded like it like, might be a little more old school, a little more guitar heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that was kind of a precursor to, to taking it to a, a different place.
1: Which which I kind of hope it does, but at the same time, like, I, I, I really trust this guy. I'm, I'm not worried at all about this next album. <laughs>
0: Well, good. I don't think I'm really worried either. I, I mean, uh, I, I think it's going to be more of currents. And I, mm. I think that this is like, you're saying that this is the trimester where it's like his wheelhouse. This is where yeah. he's going to perfect his Tame Impala sound. And then yeah. it, whether it's this one plus another one, there's going to be another shift and that'll yeah. be late Tame Impala.
1: Yeah. Might divide some fans.
0: Mm-hmm. Might, might bring some other ones in Yeah That I've never heard Inner Speaker or mm-hmm. uh, Lonerism Kind of a thing But yeah uh, I'm looking forward to it I don't know when it comes out It, sound, it feels like a summer record they It does do. and,
1: and he's like Playing all of the festivals So presumably it'll be out By yeah. like June I May, guess. June
0: yeah. yeah I bet you it will be Well cool We'll check back We will indeed Alright, anything else to talk about either of these bands? Uh, I don't think so. Alright, I think that does it for us this time. Check out American Football's LP3 and the new single from Tame Impala. And tell us what you think by leaving us a review on iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music using this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure.
1: Bye! Did you hear that shit? It sounded like there's like an old-timey, like... London siren outside my window.
0: I did hear that. That was
1: weird.
0: I know. Maybe it's just uh, like a a new sound on one of the um, Flatbush cabs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it might have been one of their horns. (laughs) 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 I just imagined one of those old like rounded police cars, like a bunch of people running around it and like... Fast Mm -hmm. forward motion like a Benny Hill show or something.